What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge. We always talk about Better Edge, VIG free betting, going to be important for football, and it's a social platform. So it's a lot of fun. It tracks your record, follow your buddies. We talk about that stuff all the time. Today, let's talk about what it looks like because Better Edge is not like your classic sports book. It's much more like trading stocks. So if you go into any game, what you'll find is essentially open orders, right? If someone has tonight Minnesota plus 14 and you like Ohio State minus 14, boom, perfect. Take the game, make the buy. You've got a bet. But let's say you like Ohio State minus 14. There's nothing else out there. There's nothing available. You can create an order for Ohio State minus 14. And if anyone wants Minnesota, they'll come buy your order or at least part of your order. So that's how the VIG free works is it simply matches you up with someone who wants to take the other side of your bet. So, and hey, since you can name your own price, If you like Ohio State, but you don't want to pay minus 14 and you want to put them out there minus 10, do it. Now, there's no guarantee that someone's going to take the other side. I wouldn't take Minnesota plus 10. But if someone does, then you've now got a ticket in your pocket for Ohio State minus 10. And if no one takes it, it doesn't matter. The money goes right back in your account and you don't have a bet. So Better Edge is really cool the way they work. I think they're the future of sports betting. Check them out online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. Once again, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How the heck are you? How is your week? Happy Thursday. Today is September 2nd. Football week. We got football tonight. We got some football. Some action. We got some Big Ten. Ohio State, Minnesota. I love it. The Big Ten's given us some good games this uh, this year early in the season. Gotta love that. But uh, it's back. We're back. Football has returned, so that's exciting. But uh, today we'll talk about, uh, it's Deep Dive Thursday. So every Thursday we do a deep dive. Sometimes it's a deep dive handicap on a game. Sometimes it's a deep dive on a sports betting concept. And that's what we're going to do today. Looking at uh, when should you incorporate angles, trends, factors into your betting? Because that's really what we do. We identify an angle and then we bet based on that, you know? Um, so that's generally how a lot of us bet. But it's funny because most people don't, in my opinion, bet correctly when it comes to using angles, factors, and trends. So let's just start off with identifying what an angle is. And we'll actually keep this discussion to, uh, we'll just use the words angle and trends. Okay, that's kind of the two things we'll talk about today. Now, an angle, there's a lot of words for that. It can be an angle, it can be a factor, it can be, you can call it whatever, it can be a bullet point. It's just anything that adds up to your handicap in the game. So, the best definition, there's a ton of definitions out there for, you know, what an angle is. The best definition I've ever found comes from the book, The Logic of Sports Betting. Very good book about sports betting. And in that book, they define angles as anything predictable, quantifiable, and that isn't accounted for in the line. And I should clarify, this is for angles that you can bet on. There's a ton of angles that that don't check all these boxes, but if you're going to bet on an angle and you're going to actually put money behind an idea, it has to be predictable, quantifiable, and unaccounted for in the line. So let's go through each one of those and explain what they mean. First off, predictable. If we have any trend that is predictable. Let's just use an example. If there's a quarterback who struggles against the blitz and he's facing the number one blitzing defense in the league, okay? Is that predictable? So let's go through predictable, quantifiable, accounted for on the line. Predictable means 
obviously, you can predict based on the information what is likely to happen. If a quarterback who struggles against a blitz is facing the number one blitzing defense, it's pretty you know, it's pretty easy to say, okay, our prediction is this quarterback won't have a game above average, right? His ceiling here is probably average, and we can maybe expect a below average game based on history. Could we see an anomaly? Could he have a great game? Of course he could. But based on the first bullet point, is this predictable? Certainly it's predictable. He's done it in the past. We have a lot of track records on this. This quarterback doesn't do well against defenses. This defense blitzes the hell out of quarterbacks, and they're very good doing so. So that's predictable. We can impact. We can expect some sort of drop off. Is it quantifiable? Again, yes, it is. Because if you have the right data on the quarterback, we know how much worse he is against blitzes. Okay, if he faced the number two blitzing defense earlier earlier that year. We would compare stats to the number three, and then you blend it all together, right? I'm not going to go through the whole way to write a formula or go through this stuff, but the idea is absolutely it's quantifiable. Now, that's up to you guys to do a lot of this work for the quantifying. And by the way, we'll have shows where we talk about the math or things like that. We've done plenty of shows before, boring shows, might I add, where we get on here and give complete math problems to plug into Excel, you know? So we've done that and we will do that before. But, you know, in terms of actually going into how do you quantify a quarterback against a defense, that's an entirely different show. But if you have an angle like this, a quarterback who struggles against the blitz, facing the number one blitzing defense, three bullet points, is it predictable? Yes. Is it quantifiable? Yes, certainly. Last bullet point, is it incorporated in the line? This is the biggest bullet point and the big, the single biggest thing that that most ignore when making a bet. Most people out there, including square bettors, including average bettors, most people out there are good at coming up with angles that are predictable and quantifiable. It's just the last bullet point, is it accounted for in the line? And I promise you, especially if we're talking about an NFL game, if you have a quarterback who really struggles against the defense and they're facing the number one blitzing defense in the NFL, this is something that absolutely would be accounted for in the line, especially in the NFL. That has a lot to do with this. If it were a trend maybe on this level in the third level of Jamaican soccer, maybe not. But since it's the NFL and all the information that's publicly available is accounted for in those lines, this is not a good angle to bet. So the angle of okay, we've got a quarterback who really struggles against the blitz facing the number one blitzing defense. That's something that you would hear on ESPN or Fox Sports 1 or on some different radio shows or even different podcasts than this one, right? But we know that if we have an NFL game and we're saying, oh, we like team A over team B in the NFL, this quarterback struggles against the blitz and the team he's playing, number one blitzing defense in the NFL. That sounds good, doesn't it? That sounds like like they know what they're talking about. They've got a good angle there. Oh, wow, that's good. This is right. If it's encountered for in the line, if it's incorporated in the line, then it doesn't matter. There's no value. The only time you ever find value is when there's something that's not accounted for in the line. And if you say, well, Tyler, this is 2021. Pretty much everything's accounted for in the line these days. That's the point. That's why it's so damn hard to beat and bet to a bet and beat the NFL. It's because there is so much information. Information is the name of the game. If you're going to be a winning sports better, you have to have good, steadily available, readily available information that is reliable, it's it's true, and on top of all that, it's something no one else has. 
I mean, these days, if you follow everyone on Twitter who has the great information, perfect. You're going to get it just when everyone else across the world's getting it. So theoretically, if you're the kind of sports better, like Billy Walters was in the 80s and 90s, and you're betting with inside information, you need to have somebody inside the freaking locker room if you're going to be betting these sports profitably long-term. Now, if you work with anyone who's very good at math or any computer scientist, things like that, you can beat major markets. But again, different show, different discussion. If you're looking at angles or factors to play, they have to check off all three boxes. Predictable, quantifiable, and accounted for in the line. Now, the first example we gave, quarterback struggles against the blitz versus the number one blitz defense. Certainly, that's predictable. Certainly, that's quantifiable. But you better bet your ass it's in the line. Same thing. I see this all the time in Major League Baseball when you've got a really good pitcher going up against a really bad team. You know, it's like, okay, we got Max Scherzer going against the Orioles. Of course, everyone on Twitter is going to take Max Scherzer's team minus one and a half and pay minus 120, right? Because, hey, it's Max Scherzer against this awful team. Well, if you have Max Scherzer against a bad lineup, is it predictable he's going to do well in, in Max Scherzer? Yeah, it is. Is it quantifiable? Yeah, it is. But is it accounted for in the line? Yeah, Yes, it is. It's a very obvious thing to bet. I, I, I guarantee you one of the most major markets in the world, the MLB, yes, it's accounted for in the line. So there's a lot of angles, a lot of trends out there, a lot of factors to bet, but it has to be predictable, quantifiable, and account or and not accounted for in the line. All right, so let's give one more example here for an angle or a factor to bet and uh, before we get to trends. Uh, this angle is, let's say you do have a bit of an inside source and you have a friend on the Chattanooga football team. Let's use Chattanooga. And your buddy who plays for Chattanooga football said he saw the starting quarterback last night getting hammered at a party. Is this a bettable angle. Well, let's first start off with the toughest of the barriers to check off accounted for in the line. If you have a friend in the locker room who's giving you very, very private information about this player, chances are, especially in a Chattanooga uh, college football game, this won't be accounted for in the line. So this is awesome, right? You've already checked off the toughest box to complete. We know Nobody in Vegas is friends with this guy. Maybe a couple other people out there know, but odds are it's not accounted for in this Chattanooga line. So that's perfect. We've checked that off. But what about being predictable? Unfortunately, news like that, unless we know the player really well, isn't predictable because how drunk was he? Does he play better after drinking? Does he always drink before a game? You know, the night before games? Um, and then there comes into play, was our buddy who plays for Chattanooga was he being completely accurate? He was probably trying to help us out, but we have to take his word at face value. How drunk was the quarterback? Maybe he saw the quarterback at his worst time of the night or his best time of the night. So all the information we're getting from our buddy, we can't actually take 100% because we know the way human beings tell stories and tell and relay information, it's not entirely credible anyway. He may have seen him drinking, but again, was he throwing up? Was he so drunk? Or did he see him throwing up? And it was just, no, he wasn't even that drunk, but he just ate some bad, who knows, you know, or that may affect it too with food poisoning. But you get the point. Is it's tough to predict exactly how much it's going to affect the guy, the, the kid, okay? And same thing with quantifiable. Unless we have information, how often has this quarterback played after drinking? How long does he always party before games? All this stuff. It's difficult to predict. It's difficult to quantify. We know it's not incorporated in the line. So that's a good thing. 
But if you can't quantify it, what does it matter? If we know something's going on, but we don't know how much to adjust the line, it doesn't mean a damn thing. If Tom Brady gets hurt week one, and what is Tampa Bay currently? I think they're minus seven, seven and a half, something like that, maybe even minus eight now. Let's say they're minus seven. If Tom Brady gets hurt week one, obviously you want to downgrade Tampa Bay, but how much? If you don't know how much and can't quantify it, you're lost. You can't bet that game. Now, I'll give you my answer just for our hypothetical. I have Tom Brady right around uh, eight and a half points. So it would flip to being Dallas minus one and a half. Okay. Now it's very rudimentary, but that's the idea. We can quantify that. But if you're out there and you can't quantify it, or there's another angle that you can't quantify, it's not bettable. We know it may impact the game somehow, but you've got to be able to put a number on it. All right, before we get out of here today, let's talk about trends. And actually, we kind of touched on this on Tuesday, on Concept Tuesday. But uh, if you guys listened that day, I was between two podcasts. I was rushing and we kind of briefly hit this, but I want to go back into detail about betting trends. Because the thing with a trend, and let's start with the most important bullet point from betting angles, it can't be incorporated in the line. Anything out there, if you learn one thing from today's podcast, understand this. If you have anything you're going to bet on in terms of a bullet point, an angle, a trend for a game, it can't be incorporated in the line. Otherwise, you've got nothing. If it's incorporated in the line, by definition, there's no more value left, okay? So make sure to remember that. Whether it's a trend or an angle or a factor, whatever you want to call it, it has to be outside of the line. It can't be incorporated in the current market price. So let's use an example for a trend. And, and for those who don't know, trends or you know, an angle sounds like what we talked about. A quarterback against number one defense uh, or a quarterback who struggles against the blitz facing the number one blitzing defense. That's, a, that's an angle. A trend sounds like this. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are four and one straight up in their last five games against Buffalo on the road. Okay. Now let's use a couple of trends from this game. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, week one, NFL. This game's in about a week. I have two trends here and we'll use this as an example. So the one I just said, Pittsburgh is four and one straight up and it's last five games against Buffalo on the road. So look at what this is doing. Look how many constraints we're putting on this one piece of information. Pittsburgh against Buffalo last five games. Why last five? Who knows? Okay. Last five games against Buffalo on the road. Is there anything that connects Pittsburgh playing Buffalo on the road and specifically using five games? No, it all seems like arbitrary endpoints, right? We're, fi- we're going and retroactively finding things that happened during Pittsburgh wins. And you can do this for anything in life. The example we gave earlier this week, if you have, and this is a great thought experiment for math, if you have 100 people, or actually for statistics rather than math, but still, if you have a group of 100 people and you give all, all 100 people a quarter and you have everybody flip a quarter, well, naturally, theoretically, half of them, 50, would flip heads and 50 would flip tails. And then you say, okay, everyone who flipped heads, come over here, you're going to flip again. And then the 50 who flip tails flip, 25 flip heads, 25 flip tails. Well, they keep repeating this process over and over till, the, till there's 12, then six, and then three, then two, then one. At the end of this experiment, you're going to have one person left who has flipped seven heads in a row. Could we go back and fabricate a whole bunch of reasons why this person flipped heads. They had a great breakfast that morning. They were excited. They felt lucky that day. They always call heads, whatever it is, right? We can find different reasons. The point is 
that person got lucky. There is no reason he flipped seven heads in a row other than probability. One person in that, in that group of 100 was going to flip heads seven times in a row. And that's the thing. If you went up to all 100 people in this study or this experiment before they even flipped their first quarter, and you said, what do you think the odds are of you flipping seven heads in a row? Or do you think you're going to flip seven heads in a row? No one would have thought they would, right? As a matter of fact, the odds, most people would have thought that no one would. I mean, who's going to flip seven heads in a row? That's crazy. But being, a, you know, being smarter as a sports better, knowing about math and probability and statistics, we know that if you have 100 people and they're going to flip, the he- flip a coin seven times, we expect one of them to flip seven heads in a row. We expect it. You know, so that doesn't mean that that person's great at flipping heads. That doesn't mean there's any reason to invest money in that individual flipping heads for an eighth time. But that's for some reason how a lot of us sports bet. We say, oh, well, Pittsburgh, four and one, last five on the road against Buffalo. What does that have to do with anything? That's not a bettable angle, especially this year where Buffalo is clearly the better team. You see the point here? So if you just bet on this on this uh, trend, well, Pittsburgh's 4-1 straight up. They're a plus 280 underdog. I'm taking Pittsburgh on the money line. Now, does that mean Pittsburgh's guaranteed to lose? No, of course not. But more times than not, that's not going to be a great bet. Betting with trends, never a good idea. Except for when trends slide. Okay? This trend... Pittsburgh four and one straight up, last five on the road against Buffalo or against Buffalo on the road. That doesn't slide. That's binary. They're either in Buffalo or they're not. They're either on the road or they're not. And by the way, those factors aren't connected at all. So what a, what a sliding trend looks like is incorporating wind into a football game. Because wind, if you have 15 mile an hour wind, yeah, it'll impact the game, not that much. If you have 25 mile an hour wind, well, now it's impacting the game a little more. If you have 35-mile-an-hour wind, wow, now things are getting really tough to play. If you have 45-mile-an-hour wind, well, now no one's kicking field goals at all. Now it's just ridiculous. So you see how that trend slides. It's easier to see on a scale, the more wind, the less predictability within the game and probably the lower scoring, right? So if you have trends that slide as the information changes, you have a trend you can bet into. I'm not totally averse to betting trends, but I think it's just hysterical when you see people, you know, on TV saying, no, oh, well, the total, and this is a real trend, by the way, the total's gone under in five of Pittsburgh's last seven games when playing Buffalo. Who fucking cares? What, what does that have to do with this game at all? They were different players, different seasons. What were the factors in those games? Was it raining some of those games? Was it bad weather some of those games? Was it playoffs in, in December? Because guess what? They're playing in September this year. So we need a lot more information. Now, let me say this. Could there be trends that are useful, like a team playing in Denver, right? Uh, I, this is made up, but you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers are 2-8 and eight against the spread their last 10 games in Denver. Well, maybe there's something there because it's altitude. Maybe there's not a lot of players who play well in altitude. They don't have experience. Maybe that's a trend that has something. But if it's as obvious as altitude in that trend, then it's, in, then it, it's probably incorporated in the line. And remember, if you have a trend that's amazing, you want to bet into it, it slides, but you think it's incorporated in the line, then you can't bet into it. Everything we talked about can't be incorporated in the market. Otherwise, you don't have value. You don't have an edge. That's exactly what we mean when we say you have to have an edge betting sports. That's how you get edges. Finding, mar- finding uh, factors, finding angles, finding trends to bet into. And remember, every trend 
angle factor that you want to bet for any game. It's got to be predictable. It's got to be quantifiable. And most importantly, it has to be unaccounted for in the line. All right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate everyone for stopping on by. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Lots of college football. We got Boise, by the way. We're on Boise plus five and a half. Let's go, Broncos. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Sharp Angle Podcast.